0: It's eight o'clock in Yerushalayim and it's Lagba Omer. It's Lagba Omer and I hope that uh, I will not be destroy, uh, hurting the holiday spirit by giving a sheer. In any event, you know, Lagba Omer has taken its toll on the Jewish people. And I don't think there's any reason to discuss it at greater length. This year is dedicated in member, memory of Ophir Agassi Zichon Oliverachan by his loving family. Ophir was a student of mine in the yeshiva, and uh, we were close. And I've had the opportunity, I used to learn a little bit with Ophir once a week when he got sick, and now I continue doing that with his daughters. Rivayahu Yahu is three and Ayeletu is six. And sometimes uh, i really, I really happy to do it because they're so bright and uh, interesting. Uh, I don't know if I'm so interesting, but I know they are. So I hope I'll be able to continue doing it. Uh, but who knows? There's a pasuk in the end of uh, in Shmot, Perikaf Dalit pasuk Yitbed Dalit is The end of the parsha Mishpatim. You have to like be able to focus. The parsha Mishpatim comes after the parsha Yitro. The parsha Yitro is the parsha Perikaf where we have the first event that is called Matan Torah. You know that Shavuos is coming up, so we're right on top of it. The first event called Matan Toreh took place in Perik Kaf in Shmot, When all of Am Yisrael, led by Moshe Rabbeinu, went up to the mountain of Sinai and heard HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicate with Moshe Rabbeinu. And that communication was Anochi Hashem The first and perhaps the second of the Aseret HaDibrot. Moshe Rabbeinu then came down from the mountain and taught Bnei Yisrael, I assume, taught Bnei Yisrael the rest of the Aseret HaDibrot. And that's what we called Matan Torah. And that's what we celebrate on the day of Shavuot. Afterwards, after that event, Bnei Yisrael were taught Torah. And that Torah is found in the first part of the parasha of Mishpatim. All sorts of halachot. And we can't go into it now, but the, the Kodesh Bohu taught B'nai Yisrael all sorts of halachot. Apparently, because God wanted to ensure that they would be, that these that the Torah would be received how could you receive something if you don't know what's in it so the parasha Mishpatim is the parasha that teaches B'nai Yisrael more or less what's in the Torah not all of the halachot but that there are different types of halachot different types of rulings that B'nai Yisrael have to accept so when God said to B'nai Yisrael do you accept the Torah at least we know that that acceptance was based on a knowledge, on clear understanding of things. At the end of the parasha of Mishpatim, the same parasha, this is the first pasuk on the sheet, by Yom HaShem and Moshe, God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, at that time, after the parasha of Mishpatim, after Matan Torah and Har Sinai, after, this is already the third event. Alei Eilai
1: HaHara. There's something new.
0: Something new is happening. And we call that Matan Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and received something. Now listen to the Pasuk. Shema HaShem Moshe Alei Eilai it means it was important that Moshe Rabbeinu should come up to the mountain. That Moshe Rabbeinu, unlike Matan Torah number one, Moshe Abenu is distinguishing himself from the rest of the people of Israel. It's something that only he could do. They can't get it. Moshe, Alei Why Alei Eli HaHara? Which is told in the book of Tavarim in a somewhat different manner, but Let's stick to the pasuk that we are learning. Alei Eliha, how Are you Moshe Rabbeinu? You, the individual called Moshe, you come up to the mountain. No, nobody else. The second thing in the pasuk is VeYesha. VeYesha means to dwell there, to spend time there. In other words, time is part of what Moshe Rabbeinu is getting. I mean, in theory, I suppose God could have taught Moshe Rabbeinu whatever he had to learn in a moment. Or could have taught to him in in more than 40 days, right? But there's some kind of limit, a timing limit that HaKadosh Baruchu places upon Moshe Rabbeinu. And these are the words, Ve'yesham, and stay there. Be there. And then the next thing is, V'etnalicha. V'etnalicha, the first time Moshe Rabbeinu heard Torah from HaKadosh Baruch well, that was all there was. There was no physical correspondence. There was nothing that was transmitted from God to Moshe Rabbeinu. No stuff involved. In this case, the second time that Moshe Rabbeinu was up at HaSinai, it says, I will give you something. What will I give you? Luchot HaEven. Okay, Evan is something that's pretty resilient. Luchot, those tablets, the tablets. And then with those tablets, if you look, just skip the next words. The tablets that God wrote we, we know that eventually, I mean, I, I had to skip a little bit. Because of the Cheta Egel, the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai and broke the tablets. He broke the tablets. I mean, why did he break the tablets? Why couldn't he just put them in a, in a place safely? And the answer is, I think that it says in the Pasuk Vet Nalecha, Vet Nalecha means, I will give you something. And so Moshe Rabbeinu's obligation to those tablets was to give them further to the people, to give them. But unfortunately, Moshe Rabbeinu realized when he came down from the mountain, he saw the golden calf and everybody dancing around, that there wasn't anybody to give these tablets, too. And so he broke the tablets.
1: And when Moshe Rabbeinu went up the second time, the second time to to Mount Sinai, and spent another 40 days receiving
0: the Torah over again, there were, as you know, certain distinctions, differences between Torah number one, Matan Torah number one to Moshe Rabbeinu, Matan Torah number two to Moshe Rabbeinu. In Matan in Torah number one, it says quite clearly, V'etna lecha, et luchot ha'eben. V'etna et luchot ha'eben, et means I'll give you something. There's an object which comes from God to Moshe Rabbeinu. Next time Moshe Avedi goes up to get the Torah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says to B'solei "You, Moshe Avedi, you make the luchot. You make the
1: luchot. And I, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, will write the Torah upon them."
0: Okay, but now, this is the first time Moshe Avedi goes up to the mountain. But will give it to you. I'll give you Luchota Evan. Now, what the Luchota Evan, they contain the words of God, the Ten Commandments. And then it says, V'ha Torah Now that's kind of a, a mystery. What is Torah and what is Mitzvah? What else did Moshe Rabbeinu get?
1: What did Moshe Rabbeinu get?
0: Now let's see how Rashi tries to help us out. Rashi, Vayom Shema moshe here it is, here it is. Mayoma Shema moshe Lacham Matan Torah. After Matan Torah, what do you mean after Matan Torah? This is Matan Torah, you No. There's Matan Torah number one, Matan Torah number two, and Matan Torah number three. Let's go through it again. Matanta and Torah, number one was when B'nai Yisrael was with, were with Moshe Rabbeinu and the mountain. And they heard the voice of God telling them, That's number one. Number two is when Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights and came down to see the travesty that was created with the building of the golden calf. He broke the Luchot and then set about to defend the people and somehow make sure that they would be reconstituted as the people of God, second time. And the third time was after 40 days in the camp. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up on the mountain again and receives the Torah. But of course, that time, he is not going to receive the Luchot from God, but he's going to bring the Luchot with him. Right? Bring the Luchot with him. So when Rashi says, Lacham Matan Torah, he means, after the Matan Torah of of Perikaf Yitro, Anochi Hashem Alukecho, and then the Pasuk continues and says, Alei Alei Rashi says, Arba Im Yom, I don't know. Rashi thought we would forget, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't understand. But you could ask why? Why Abba Im Yom? I mean, what was the importance of forty days? What What was it that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't learn in less than forty days or more than forty days? And then the Gurashi quotes the end of the pasuk at Luchot haEmunat Raba Mitzvah Shekatavti Lehorotam. So the end of that pasuk says, "Asher Katavti Lehorotam." Lehorotam means to teach them to direct them. Just as, I mean, as as God is saying that to Moshe Rabbeinu, the people are planning on the the, the golden calf. I mean, it's in their blood. I mean, they didn't build the, the the golden calf before Moshe Rabbeinu went up on the mountain. I mean, they waited for the 40 days. But it was in them. It was in them that there could be more than one God. They found it very difficult to rid themselves of that belief. So here we have Rashi has to explain to us what Atorava Mitzvah is. So Rashi says, there's this number 613. 613 is not an obvious number. If you would just count the Mitzvot like on your fingers, if you just count the mitzvot, you come up with a lot more than six hundred and thirteen, a lot more. But somehow this number became the number that equaled the mitzvot, and then everybody assumed that this number is uh, is correct, and and so they they developed amongst the rishonim. Amongst the Rishonim, the name they developed this, uh, you know, machloket differences of opinion about whether.
1: And since you could only have six
0: hundred and thirteen, you had to leave some out, or as the Rambam points out, you could you could make them into groups, you could include them, you could exclude them, you So you could have you could have machloket. It's an interesting side point. So Rashi says, mitzvot So
1: the
0: way Rashi reads it is if mitzvah, if mitzvah means mitzvot, like positive
1: and negative mitzvot,
0: Right, six hundred and thirteen mitzvot, or whatever, however they are arranged. So the Torah is the the framework somehow of the mitzvot. But we don't know where this is. Where where, where did Moshe Rabbeinu receive this Torah and mitzvot? So Rashi has an idea, and he says Rabbeinu Saadia. Remember uh, Rab Saadia Gaon. One of the great, maybe may have been the greatest, in Bavel, Pirish Bazarot Sheyasad. He made a list. He also made a list of positive commandments, negative commandments. Sheyasad, the cold dibuva dibu mitzvotat loyot both. That which, what was Rabsadja's idea? Rabsadja's idea was that even though. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu only received the Ten Commandments, somehow the Ten Commandments are inclusive. They are each of them, each of the Ten Commandments is a kind of category. And in that category, in that category, there are a lot of mitzvot. And so according to Rav Sadjagod, according to, according to Rav Sadyogon, you have this opportunity right, to explain that Moshe Rabbeinu received all 613 mitzvot when he went up the first time, the first time, and that is HaTorah the HaMitzvah, and you could sort of like read it like an Eszindetan, the Torah of the mitzvot. The Torah of the mitzvot, that's what he came, what it and that, that, that seems to me to be, Reasonable, a reasonable thing to say. I, mean, I don't know if it's correct exactly, but it's reasonable. A Torah of the Mitzvot. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu received. That's what, so if that's what Moshe Rabbeinu received, what did Moshe Rabbeinu receive during the 38 years in the desert where he went to the OMOA to receive the Torah, and then taught that Torah to Bnei Israel? Well, during those thirty-eight years, I think Moshe Rabbeinu received. Moshe Rabbeinu received the, the form. Like, you know, like there are a lot of words in the Torah which are not exactly a mitzvah. I mean, not stories, but by by Moshe God spoke to Moshe. Speak to So that that's that's the form. Right, the form of the Torah, the way the Torah will be written down. So it may be that Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah at Har Sinai. But when I say he received the Torah at Har Sinai, what I mean is he knew all the mitzvot. How did he know all the mitzvot? Because mitzvot are a subcategory of the aseret that they brought, which is what Rav said and Rashi quotes it. Right, the
1: subcategory of the aseret that they brought. A Torah, Shel Ha Mitzvah.
0: Asher Katavti, Lahorotam. Asher Katavti, where did Akadish Mokhu write it? According to Rav Sadiq, wrote it that Sarasatim wrote. He didn't write all of the mitzvot down, but you could derive or remember or connect all of those mitzvot, whichever is true about Moshe Rabbeinu. Asher Lahorotam. The second time Moshe Rabbeinu went up, I mean, which turns out to be the third time or the third time that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was after Moshe Rabbeinu made his case and, and and received divine approval and forgiveness for Am Yisrael, at least partial forgiveness, momentary forgiveness. Moshe Rabbeinu was directed to go up on the mountain again to receive the Torah because receiving the Torah had to do with Luchot Ha'eveth and the Luchot Evan were broken. But the second time that Moshe read up, and this is important to remember, <coughs> the Luchot Evan were brought up on Harsinah by Moshe Rabbeinu. He made them. He, hewn, he hewned the stone and made the two Luchot HaKadosh Baruch Hu wrote on those Luchot that taught Moshe Rabbeinu whatever it was. to say it was it was done over again the whole thing
1: was done over again
0: so it's possible it's possible that Moshe Rabbeinu and Har Sinai received or understood or learned all the mitzvot of the Torah all the mitzvot of the Torah
1: And later on in the desert,
0: Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah from Hakadosh Baruch in the Mishkan in the Tabernacle, chapter after chapter, or you know, where the, that was the Torah that Moshe Rabbeinu was able to write. He wrote that Torah for forty day for forty years, thirty eight years. He wrote that Torah, and towards the end of his life he had sefri Torah, full Sifritara, Torah, which he gave out to the various tribes. And that was the creation of the Sefer Torah. So we could distinguish this Matan Torah, right? Perik Yutet and Perik Kaf and Perik Kaf Dalit, right? That is Shmot. That's Matan Torah number one. Matan number, Torah number two is of Dalid, Mishpatim, the end of Mishpatim. And uh, Matan Torah number three was in the parish of Kitisa, all in Shmot. Then when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai, the second time, the second 40 days, he commanded everybody to make a Mishkan. But that was the first command that Moshe Rabbeinu made. I mean, that, the connection between commanding and teaching is not exactly perfectly clear, but we understand that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to make sure that people would start their, like the history of Am Yisrael would start by doing the mitzvah of building the mishkan. And as the Kabbalists say, the Kabbalists say that, uh, I mean, based on, of course, based on Chazal, but the Kabbalists say that the Mishkan represents the place for God in this world. And so when God created the world, he, he expected that the people in that created world would make a place for God. Making a place for God doesn't mean that God needs me to make a place, but creation Creation is something, there are things that we do, that we are obliged to do, and one of the things we're obliged to do is to make a place for God ba'olam So now there are two other p'sukim that I think you should remember. The first one is and both p'sukim are in the Parish of B'chukotai. The parasha of is this week's parasha. Eila, p'suk Mishpatim Hashem Sinai So even though the Torah is given to us, I mean information is given to us in the Torah, and it doesn't seem that the Torah was written down by Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai, but was written down during, either during the 38 years of the desert or at the end. Of the thirty-eight years of the desert, but not that hard Sinai. So the emphasis is there. Is an emphasis? There are several emphasis in the pasuk, but the emphasis that we're interested in is that hukim mishpatim and torot. Hukim mishpatim are directives. What's the difference between the chok and a mishpat? Okay, you can talk about that. But torot, what does torot mean? So the obvious way to take care of the word Torah to say, well, it's Torah Shemeshavah, Torah Shemalpeh. But what does Torah Shemalpeh have to do with Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem Natan (laughs) Hashem. ( refr�חנו) Natan Hashem means that there was something passed between God and Moshe Rabbeinu. Beinu, vein b'nei Yisrael, and Moshe Rabbeinu gave it to B'nei
1: Yisrael. The Harsinai, Beyad
0: at Harsinai. So Harsinai, as we said, is the place with Moshe Rabbeinu, according to Absad Yagod, and Rashi approves of that, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu received and Mishpatim at Harsinai, Beyad Moshe. It was given to the hand of Moshe. The second Pasuk, which
1: is the last Pasuk
0: in Vayikra, Eile, Eile means these. They are you could look at them, you could count them, it's a it's a dectic particle. There they are, a mitzvot. There are the mitzvot. Ashaitsi Bashavid Moshe Behar Sinai. Mitzvot, the Mitzvot. How many Mitzvot are there? Well, if you count them in a certain way, 613. Hashem, Hashem, Moshe. El Yisrael, Sinai. Okay. So again, we have an emphasis on the fact that the Mitzvot were not invented during the 38 years of the desert. What happened in the 38 years of the desert is that Moshe Rabbeinu received the form of the Torah, which included Vayom HaShem Moshe Leimor and Dabe'al Israel and all these kinds of connecting psukim and, and, and where, there's a, where there are parashiyot, p'tuchot, tztumot, all that is what Moshe Rabbeinu learned. But uh, if you ask Moshe Rabbeinu after Har Sinai about a mitzvah, He would know about it. He would know what the mitzvah was. So that leaves us, that leaves us with that word, HaTorot. Chukim and Mishpatim. I know some of the mitzvahs are called Chukim, some of them are called Mishpatim. You know, figure out some way to divide that up. What a torot. and Rashi here, silent, doesn't help us. So I just wanted to, I mean, so so uh, there are many who try to answer this question, but I would like to, I would like to learn with you
1: a little bit about the, uh, a little bit, one
0: second, from the Balatanya. And the Yigeret HaKodesh, this is the Yigeret HaKodesh Perkaftet, and, and, um, Okay, you know, if you want to know what the Egeret HaKodesh was, Wikipedia will help you. Here's this section, starting from the word Vihine. At the end of the 19th line, We have a little bit too much here, but uh, we are forgiving.
1: Vihine mu azot. There's something I want you to know. Ratzon means will. That
0: Ratzon is God has will. So we think that uh, that the Tariyag mitzvot are things that we're supposed to do. They're like for us. But in fact, if you think on them clearly and uh, and profoundly, you'll see that the tayag Mitzvot are God's thinking. What God wants us to do is what God thinks we should do. So, There's an entity called 613 Mitzvot in the Torah in the written Torah, Umufla, it's not always understood, Tamir hidden, no betorah So he posits the following idea that mitzvot in the Torah, I mean they exist, but they are often they are often not, not complete. It's very difficult to understand the mitzvah if all we have is the written Torah, the written Torah. So the written Torah represents God's thinking. And certainly God knew uh, what these mitzvot were and what they should be. Kemo, he says, mitzvot filin. This is an important point that he is making. Let's think about the mitzvah of putting on tefillin. Al derech mashal is similar she'amar betorah I'll give you an example of from Torah she'bichtav on tefillin, about tefillin. The posuk says, "Ukshatam." La Ota you tie them on to your arm as a sign. Rayu Litotafot Bainecha. That's what it says that you have Al Yadecha Baya Baine You have your arm and your eyes. So the Balatanya says, Umamasatum and alam. This is like nobody could understand this. Shilope Rishakat. The Pasak does not explain to us Ech How and what to tie onto what? How do you tie it onto your arm? Umahu totafot and what possibly could the word totafot mean? I remember I used to say this it, imagine Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching Torah and he tells says the totafot you don't think there was a kid who raised his hand and said, "Maze, maze totaft." So the point is, the point is that, that he's going to explain it a little bit further. the, the point is that Torah shebichtav necessitates Torah shebaalpeh. It's Torah shebichtav which is always lacking, right? It's always lacking because it's words. And words are difficult. Words are difficult I mean very often true that somebody writes words and is pretty sure that they're very clear. And it turns out that the people who are supposed to read those words don't understand them. Heichan <speaking in> hu, <Hebrew> he says, hu Baine necha. What does the Pasuk mean when it says <speaking in> b'nei <Hebrew> necha?
1: What is al-yadcha? Where
0: al-yadcha? Ad she-pirsha al until there's an explanation of the Torah shaval peh Torah shaval peh comes along and explains she-tsarich bayit echad al-hayad that you have one container like in the tevil Yad. You all the parashiot are written uh, on one stretch of parchment, Vidalid Batim Alharosh, and you have four uh that you put on your head, Ubitocham Hashem, Adalit Parshiyot, and you have to have four different parts of Torah written on these parchments. Your habatim Yi U Me or Me'ubadali these boxes should be made of leather, which is treated, umiruba'im davka, and they have to be squared, umikusharim, and tied with Ot with uh, ropes. Shel or shchorot davka, they have to be black. The kol shaar halachot. All the other halachot that have to do with making Alpe, all these things were spoken orally. So what we learn from, what we learn, I think, what we learn is that when we say, Torah Pe we refer to one of two things. Both of them are correct. One is the Torah Shevaal Pev, the Torah Shebechtav. In other words, in, in, in order to read the Torah Shebechtav, in order to read the Torah Shebechtav, you need Torah Shevaal Pev. And the remarkable thing is that that's what Rashi did. And more remarkable of the, than that even was that we, we, the simple people who went to print the kind of chumash that would be available to everybody, we understood that we needed the Torah Shemalpev, the Torah and we put Rashi Is and His Commentary into the printed versions of the chumash. Because that's what Rashi is. That's what Rashi is. You know, the, the Gemara says, if you don't know the Targum, the Shalom says you could learn Rashi. Because Rashi is the Torah shaval peh of the Torah Shavikhtav. Now besides that, there's another Torah shaval The ongoing challenge that we have, the ongoing challenge that we have to understand the Torah within the context of life, of real living. A real living, and that's the Torah That's the Torah which we find in the Mishnah and the Gemara and the Tosefta, the Medrashim. It's all this effort, all this effort to make the Torah jive with reality. That's Torah shevet.
1: That is Torah shevet. So I take you back, take you back
0: to this posseg at the end of the Book of Yikra. I'm sorry, where it is also at the end of B'chukotai, but not as far to the end. Eila chukim those are things you understand. And Torot, Torah sheb'ichtav Torah the way the Torah is, the way it is with all those additional pesukim, etc., and the Torah Shaval of the Torah the Torah Shaval of the Torah Shavichtav, and you know that there are people who,
1: who say that there
0: was a distinction. I mean, I, I, I'm saying this because I think it's it it it's a sensitive point, worth thinking about. Did you know, Moshe Rabbeinu, the first forty days, he went up to the mountain. and he came down and he broke the luchot. He broke the luchot because
1: he had nowhere to put them, he had
0: no one to give them to. I mean, God gave the luchot to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu accepted the challenge of giving them to Bnei Yisrael, which he was unable to fulfill. The second time Moshe Rabbeinu came down, he had a place prepared for the Luchot. He said, even if B'nai Yisrael are not able fully to accept the Torah, there'll be a kind of proxy acceptance in the Aaron that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him to make.
1: So I think we see that the uh, Matan is a little more complicated than we thought.
0: And it's important, you know, when moments in history come up again and again, when Matan comes up again, it's important to think about, you know, what if I was there? What would I do? How would I think? What would I be? But it's also important to try to understand what the various aspects of Matan Torah mean, and what they are. And we have to understand that the Torah of the written Torah, is not understandable without the Torah Sheval Peh of the written Torah. And we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves if we didn't have the Torah Shavuot of the of the ongoing Torah Shavuot which we are all involved with to some extent, all the best. Have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Good
1: Shabbos. Be well. Right. Shabbat Shalom.